everybody. You're listening to The Big Chill Podcast. This is episode 349. Christmas gifts. Sensible or surprising? Hello, Big Chillians. Welcome back to The Big Chill Podcast. I'm Frank, joined as always with Sam and Eddie. Well, boys, my parents are in town, and my dad wants to do the full chicken war, chicken sandwich war taste test. So I wanted to get your input as to what you think the best method of testing would be. So so I guess for context (laughs) for our listeners who are unfamiliar (laughs) with what we're referring to, over the past 12, 18 months, various fast food restaurants in the U.S. have launched their own sort of premium chicken sandwich to compete with each other. It's been hotly contested and hotly debated on this podcast. So that's why obviously, although we've never had any of them. (laughs) Well, well, we've had a couple of them in the past. Some of them aren't brand new, right? Some of them, the idea is just like, where do they stand in the rankings? Like where is Chick-fil-A in the rankings, for example? But we've also debated the legitimacy of the chicken sandwich wars and whether it's a cover up for a larger fast food conspiracy. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so, so the idea is obviously to get the premium chicken sandwich from each of the major fast food outlets and try them. My opinion would be you have to eat each of them in house so that you're eating them in the optimal conditions the sort of conditions they were supposed to be consumed in so you mean like you mean like the Fresh quality off. wise not like yeah. you have to consume a popeyes in a shitty popeyes location to get the to get the you don't want delivery or you don't want delivery where it's like gone a little bit cold yeah. or the bread's yeah. a little bit you different. want it as fresh you, as like, possible if you have if you want to sit in your in the car park in your car to eat it that's fine you don't have to sit in okay. the actual but i would also say I'd almost tell them, I think when you go in and order it, I think you have to say, hey, I'm doing, I work in the media and we are doing content. I think, I think you got to do it. We work in content and we are taste testing the chicken sandwiches from all these different things because you want them to make it, you want to make sure they make it to order. Okay. And so I think you, I think you make that Uh, request. You just, so, so we pull our press pass a little bit here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you go exactly. You go flop that press pass along, just big swing and oh. press pass. Oh, <laughs> well, like, like like a novelty check. Yeah. No, but, that's not what I was thinking about, Sam. When the way he said that, but no, that wasn't what I. But I do think I I, I do think you have to do that because you need because you can't run the risk that you get one from one and they the guy's lazy it's mid afternoon and he pulls yeah. one that's been sitting there for twenty five minutes just under the heater. Versus you get a okay. freshly made one somewhere else. All right. So, that's so okay, I, that's I agree with but that. So eat in-house about... or fresh. Do we do all at at once in no. like uh, in see, one no, day? No, 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 no. No, because if there's certain tastes or notes of something in the chicken, you can't have that then immediately have another with different. But also you, you just have get... to give like a certain amount of time. No, but also there's just a... Level of, you're not going to enjoy your seventh chicken sandwich of the day as much That's as you true. enjoy. That's true. How many are first. there in the chicken well, sandwich? Well, I was for? I was saying we would do the main uh, three to five. So there's uh, Popeyes is the one who started the chicken sandwich war. 
Then you have KFC and Chick-fil-A who rebutted. And then you have McDonald's who came out with a new one and Burger King, which came out with a new one. So you have to at least do the first three. No, you got to do the big five. You got to do the big five. You got to throw power the power five. (laughs) Yeah, you you can't you can't leave McDonald's and and Burger King out. So they all are within. Okay, the distance uh, the distance doesn't matter. How long are your parents here for? Over a week. Could you do one a day? One a day. We could, but that gets a little gross after a while. I'd rather do a few a day and just get it over with. (laughs) Then I think that's also tough to compare. That's tough to compare, right? But but at the same time, though, the previous one was the maximum you could do in a day is two. I think if you go over two, you've 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 kind of tainted. But we're not going to eat a whole sandwich. I mean, if we get one, we can cut it in half and each eat a half. I still think then maximum is two. And okay, I'll say this: if you're going to eat a half of it, two on one day, three on the other. Okay. But not back That's to, doable. you can't like, you can't drive, do it, drive. You got to do like one in the morning. <laughs> no, because now my, whole, now my whole day revolves around eating well, do you, fast food chicken sandwiches. But do you want to do it or you do want to, I mean, look, we're not, no one's hey, You want to do it, right? Do you want to do it, right, Frank? Or do you want to do it? No one's forcing you to do this. This is your own idea. No one's forcing you to do it. And I'm just saying, if you go and eat five, even, I mean, you're, you're proposing two and a half chicken sandwiches in the space of two hours, like unless you're starving, the. Well, you don't want to be starving because that could throw off your tasting as well. Right. So that's the thing is I think you got to do, you know, I think over the course of the two days, you do five, you do half of each. Okay. I think you'll be, I think that's, that's acceptable. I mean, what, what are the markers? Like, what are the criteria for actually assessing what makes a good chicken oh, sandwich? No, no, we're not question. coming up with some great scale. <laughs> no, no, it's just, just it's straight just taste, objective. Okay. Well, subjective. <laughs> how how <laughs> much better? So better bread, better chicken, better. You can give no, your just review. Overall, just overall taste. You, you just give your review. Right. If you if afterwards yeah. you want to say. Oh, it sucks because the Chick Fil A, the chicken was way better, but the burgers, the buns sucked. You can say that, but basically, you're going to rank them in which one of these. If I have to now go and get a chicken sandwich, which one am I going to? I think that's the okay. that's the test, right? Yeah. Okay. So when are you kicking we- that off? Probably this week. Probably tomorrow. Well, he's only here. Actually, I mean, he's only here for a week. So. <laughs> what a Christmas! <laughs> yeah, Christmas Day. So Christmas Day, we're gonna hit three up, and then Boxing Day, we'll hit the other two. <laughs> oh, nice. No, we'll probably start tomorrow because we have some chores and activities to do around town. So it'd be a good time to like, you know, what do you want for lunch? Sounds Let's like, just go get. I already know. Popeyes. Five. Yeah. Chicken sandwich. <laughs> have you listened to the last ten minutes? Yeah. <laughs> so. Speak, speaking of Christmas coming, I actually have a question that's mostly specific for Sam. Because Sam, you're in this interesting position, I think, in that you're in a fairly new relationship, or I would say really new relationship. And Whoa, spoiler have, alert, Eddie. Spoiler. Well, we, podcast spoiler alert. I'm a, I think there's not a lot of private details been given away <laughs> uh, just saying he's my in next, a relationship. My first topic on my agenda was I have an announcement to make. Yeah. And you go and do this. 
So my question is, I always find it interesting when like a major holiday or someone's birthday falls pretty, I'd say within the first six months, you kind of get put in that interesting stage of how much do I spend? Like what, what kind of Christmas presents are we giving each other? Do we talk about it beforehand? Do we kind of set a budget? Do we say a type of thing? Do you ask for suggestions? Do you just try and do something that's sort of symbolic or something that reminds you of the past couple of months? Cause you don't also don't have that much to work with. So it's not like you can do, Oh, remember seven years ago when we did this, here's a present relating to it. Where do you stand on that? Which is what my presents are this year. So that's a good, good call out Eddie. Mine are like sentimental callback gifts. AKA cheap. <laughs> I, was, no, I wouldn't say it's so much cheap. It's more of like a, uh, I remember sometimes this it just gets utensil. difficult to, to think, you know, like if some people are better at getting gifts because they'll just come out and say throughout the year, Hey, I really want this. Or like, I do it all the time. You know, I'll start in May, you know, like I really need to get X or Y. And then other people just don't speak <laughs> and it makes it really difficult and you're always guessing. So this was one of the ones where I didn't want to make a guess. I thought I could just do like a little sentimental callback gift instead. It, I mean, it's hard to be sentimental when it's a new relationship. So that's out of the question. Like there's nothing I can do with that one. Um, I don't know. I think you probably just have to pick something up. Like if someone says like they really want like a a game or they you really have like to discuss something. budgets though. Yeah, but because you can't have one of you spend five hundred pounds and the other one spend like gets a key ring. Five hundred pounds? <laughs> no, no, but you know what I mean. What about a five hundred pound key ring? Yeah, well, I would still say wasted <laughs> money. I'd still be yes. but you know what I mean. Like that's the risk you run. Yeah, I early get it. On. Um, so I he's bought me a Christmas present. And he hasn't told me a what it is, obviously, and therefore won't tell me a budget. So I've kind of had to guess. Wow! So Bold I've move on his guessed. part. It it's a bit of a power. As a power, move. As a power move. It's a power it's a move. Power it's a power move. Because it's, if you get something move. better, he can play the like, oh, I just got yours first, and you know it was something small. Or if you get him a shit gift, he's like. I got you something way in advance and told you, and you should have known it was important. Yeah, And that's the problem, right? Because I'm going to learn a lot from what it is. Like if there's something that he picked up on like two just months an ago. Empty box. Just an empty box like your heart. <laughs> I think you have to discuss budgets. At least like not specific, like ballpark figures. You have to say like, you know, what have you spent? 50 to 100, zero to 50, 50 to 100. I think, you know, 100 to 200, you need some range because you can't run the risk that in both ways, either person can end up looking bad. Like he's got you, he spent, you know, got you a nice present, but it's been, you know, 25 pounds and you go out and spend 75 pounds. Even if his present is nicer, the fact that he'll know you've spent more is still embarrassing because I think as the giver, but you think, ah, I... I've been cheap. But, but the but the first holiday or the first birthday, whatever the occasion is, I think that's where the, the misalignment can be. Then you start to realize going forward. No, but the first one. what but, they're going to do. But no, the, the first, first one, one also sets, sets a precedent. Sets a bar. Yes. So, so, yes. so you can 
you can be misaligned, but you could be wildly off. No, because and commit, overcommit. You could screw no, yourself. You, yeah. yeah. If you if you, you have overdo to overdo it, you're done for. Because <laughs> you have to assume for the first two years, you're on a an ever increasing sort of you're on an escalator of goods on presence. If after two years, then yes, you either go sentimental or you can you can become more practical. Like, no, we're we're just going to get each other nice, you know, like usable things. This is not going to be an exciting birthday. Or I'm getting you. You know, this is boring, but you want it. You can kind of get back. To, you get to the kind of real life present title of Sam's autobiography <laughs> <laughs> at some moment in time. But for those first two years. You're always you've you've always got to keep in mind this present needs to be better than the last present, and so if yeah. you start off, like you also then have to keep that in mind. I can't start at at ninety five percent because I've got no room to go with. I can't spend a hundred pounds because then that means next time I got to spend two hundred, and by the end of year two, I'm spending a thousand pounds of present. Yeah, it is what about tough. You two then. We, can we can we disclose figures now? We we have listeners, <laughs> like what in terms of what we spend on presents? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, mine now. I'm now in a stage where it very much it varies drastically, year to year, and holiday or birthday to birthday. There and is need no to need. <laughs> yes. There's times where it might be something that she really wants and then you are saving up for it you know like you kind of speak months ahead of time and it's like we'll get that one for that that will be a birthday present or a christmas present and there might be other times where it's a very practical boring gift but that can be useful you know yeah like oh i I heard the other day you said you really wanted dishwasher tablets (laughs) so guess what (laughs) i i i sold my dad one down the river once he was struggling. My mother's always in a difficult My mother's birthday is December 14th and then the 25th. So you're always in this Ouch. awful situation where you got to get two presents really quickly, which means that you can kind of get creative. You can have a good idea for one of them. You can do the, the, the shitty thing, which she doesn't really mind, which is you can combine them. And I have done Ooh. that before, but it's always a risk. You got to really nail the present I then. I don't do it. Just, just to give you context, my mum is December 20th. So I have the same issue of it's almost close enough, but it isn't. It's just enough. For oh, it you guys almost have the same mom. Gifts. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how that works. Almost, but, <laughs> almost. Or it's kind of yes or no, really. Yeah. <laughs> like but, yeah. Um, but uh, one year, my dad was really struggling as to what he was going to get my mother for Christmas. And my mother, I had been out with her and she had really, really, she kept, we went out shopping a couple of times and she kept talking about this pot, like kitchen pot that she really wanted. And it was expensive. I mean, we're talking a like 300 pound, 400 pound piece of kitchenware. So, you know, it's not an inexpensive purchase for your kitchen. And she just kept, I saw it with her two or, on two or three occasions. And she, every time was like, oh, I really want that. And so then my dad was struggling and he spoke to me, do you know anything that she wants? And I was like, well, she, I know she really wants this. I was like, you sure that I want to give her something for the kitchen for Christmas? Like it might send the wrong message. Are you, are you sure? And I said, well, she keeps saying that she wants it. 
and gave it to her and she was not impressed she was like oh i see so i can do more cooking this is really useful thanks for that i can't wait to cook you more meals a little bit of a can't win scenario right because even <laughs> if it's a nice gift i think if it hadn't been a pot i think i think that fell into the category of she was going to buy it herself and she was probably just deciding whether or not she really wanted to get it and it probably just doesn't fall into the gift category which is i mean that's also the awful things right there's things that i really want but that if i get given as a gift it's just not exciting even if there are things i'm going to buy for myself but it's just like oh this isn't really from a gift i want a level of surprise and excitement and kind of something you un unbox and you go oh cool and then there's some things where i go next week i was going to go and buy this and it's nice that you've kind of saved me money but it's, <laughs> it's a dull present See, I'm okay with that. I, I could care less if it's really dull. Like, if it's something I want, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Like, even if it's like, oh, my yeah. gas is on empty and you gave me a gas gift card. Awesome. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> practical. <laughs> well, I love practicality. <laughs> but then by that logic, they could just give you a gift card for, for BP every... Because you're Perfect. always going to need gas. It would suck here because just... we, I don't have the BP, but... <laughs> It'll be a I useless gift idea. card. I just love the idea of like in the card as well. It's like, we know you like gas. <laughs> so we got you a gift card. It's like a dumb and dumber. He's the gas man. Same <laughs> same card every year. Hey, this one's for you, Frank, you little <laughs> guzzler. <laughs> just a picture of the BP oil disaster. <laughs> now, before we move on to other business, I think speaking of events, I need to issue a formal apology to Jake. Oh, no. uh, when I think I did, an, I nailed uh -oh. his reading a couple of episodes ago. However, during the course of my ad lib in the reading, I did say that he occasionally <laughs> insulted people whilst playing Call of Duty with racial slurs. I would like to retract that comment. <laughs> <laughs> and this um, is in no way. No, no one, no listeners of the podcast have in any way asked us to do a retraction. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I will say no one has asked. No one has asked <laughs> me to do a retraction. Just burning no one friends has asked. on the bridges. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say so. I will correct myself, and I mean this. This is a very genuine statement. Jake does not use racial slurs. He ins he does insult people who he is playing Call of Duty against. The insults tend to be implications that they might like children a little bit more than they should. <laughs> You're reading or, this as he wrote it. <laughs> or perhaps like animals slightly more than they should do. But there is never <laughs> anything to do with their race, religion, gender, or sexual orientation. Not strictly true. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> you guys are going to burn them back again. <laughs> not this again this is a debate we've had on, on i received on i received an apology i didn't care but not strictly true i think you've given him too much of a service there Eddie. no i think that i think we have a strong disagreement on the usage of the term on the oh term that it's you... it doesn't matter I'm, I'm just joking i just remember him saying it and then apologizing so yeah. i think well, only he only apologized because you complained I didn't... <laughs> so wow. anyway the apology jake, has been jake issued. for the record i wish you nothing but but great success in your marriage and didn't throw you under a bus by any means. So, well, I actually just think now thanks, next thanks for not inviting me to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Next podcast, Sam's going to have to do an apology because whilst what I said was an ad lib joke, Sam's made a genuine comment about it. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to have this like public apology section every week. (laughs) It's just going to be like, this one this week comes from Sam Jones, addressed to Jacob. Well, no, I think every week they'll just be to Jake. So we're just going to get messages midweek after he listens and then we just have to apologize for whatever's been said well or he might just stop listening that is the other <laughs> that's <laughs> a good point <laughs> there is there is a strong possibility he just stops listening anyway on to other topics the, apo- well, the apology has been issued speaking of public apologies this is actually a pretty good segue eddie i don't know if either of you saw but patrick mahomes's brother is at it again did any of you see his latest um, I didn't. incident? What, what did he do on What did he do okay. on TikTok this time? Yeah. Exactly. So Jackson Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' younger brother, has gotten into some issues on TikTok, uh, fighting with opposing fans, not physically, but um, just kind of berating them. And then also had the incident where he was dancing on Sean Taylor's memorial, although for all purposes, it does seem like that was a genuine mistake. Uh, and he was in, he was there not knowing he was there. So I, that one, you well, can kind of let slide. He, he apologized no, I, and pulled it. I don't see. I disagree with you there. He was told to go and stand there. He wasn't told go and make a TikTok video doing a dumb dance there. And so I think the original criticism of why was he even there he explained, hey, we were informed to go and stand there while we were waiting for people. I, I'm i not defending an adult who should have the common sense to know I'm standing very clearly on a painted jersey and number during a game when a, that jersey has been retired and that jersey, the retired jersey number is for a player who was murdered. I think you can be smart enough to know this probably isn't where I should make my TikTok yeah. video. True. So this week, he was at um, what it's called SOT, a cocktail bar on Grand Boulevard in Kansas City. He became upset after they were unable to accommodate his extremely large party and was asked to leave because they couldn't seat him. And he then went to TikTok and posted a video saying how terrible the place was and how inconsiderate and blah, 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 and just giving them a very, very negative review. So this is the response that SOT, the cocktail bar, put. It's a little long, but it's worth reading the whole thing because it's good. (laughs) So the response, this was posted to their, I think their Facebook account or their Instagram account. It's time to have a talk. Today we are experiencing a lot of activity over social media regarding a recent visit paid to us by an unhappy guest. This person happens to have a lot of followers on social media and therefore it is something we cannot ignore. Voice, reach, and influence are power. In our case and with many businesses that are locally owned, the power of a few social media personalities can make or break a business. This grants these people this certain power to affect our livelihoods. There are those who have built their influence by being responsible, informed, positive, and sincere. There are also those that have built their following by being the opposite. That being said, we have some apologies to make. Dear at Jackson Mahomes, we are sorry that we set boundaries that you try to ignore. Oftentimes, people with unearned status and a sense of entitlement think they are above the rules and will lash out at the employee enforcing them. 
We are sorry we could not seat your very large group. As you probably saw, our bar is very small. We are sorry that you have the reach that you do, or at least that you think you do, and instead of using it for something positive, you decided to use it to try and crush a small business. We survived a global pandemic. We'll, we'll survive your ego. We are sorry you didn't reach out to us first before taking to social media. But then again, that is an expectation we would have from a mature and rational person, not someone who pours water on fans and dances on memorials of tragically lost people for TikTok clout. We have been, not been fortunate enough to be born into a much more talented and much more famous family, but we would like to think that if we had that much luck, we would use our influence in a more responsible way. We hope your apo this apology finds you well. <laughs> I like the first part of it. I don't like the second part of it as much where it gets a little bit unnecessarily. I don't disagree with some of the sentiment, but f like trying to make it a bit personal in the insults going back, I don't think it's smart. If I'd been... If they'd asked me to edit that, I would have said, look, the first 50% of that where you just say about using your platform for better things and kind of leaving your ego out of it is fine. I don't think you have to go down the path of actually saying, oh, you're just, you know, you're just born with a silver spoon in your mouth because your your dad was a professional athlete and your, and your you know, your parent, your brother is an incredibly famous quarterback. I think that's a little, that that kind of... Because the, the concern I would have for that is if you're making that statement and did someone say that to him in the moment, in which case that would piss me off if I were him. So if he did ask to be seated in the moment and, and people jump to the conclusion that he's unhappy with the situation. So, oh, you can't handle it because you're just Patrick Mahomes' brother and you're just living off the reputation of your brother. And this is all, you know, I think they could have done a better job. Yeah, you're kind of just attacking his character then, if that's the case of how it happened. But this happens... Um... This happened quite a few times. Is uh, I can't remember, but these social media influencers, I can't remember if it was in the US or UK. It was like a cake, someone that made cakes. And they, uh, this influencer went in and basically said, I can get you a lot more business, a lot more traffic, a lot more attention, but I want X amount from you. And they basically said, look, we're a small business. We can't just give away so much like that. And they basically said, okay, well, if you don't, I'll ruin you then on social media. And I'll say, what a bad experience if I had to get no one. And uh, the, the kind of cake producing company basically came out and gave a similar statement. And then because of the feedback they got from kind of taking them on, it actually gained them more kind of like favor. And I guess this will probably happen to this bar. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm always, I'm always a little bit, everyone's trying to play the social media game one way or another, right? And when they're getting burned by someone, they love to fight back and, and try and dismiss it of, oh, we can all write bad reviews. You would have loved it if he had gone in. Would they have said the same thing if, if he had gone into their bar on a Friday night, walked away and posted a video about how much he loved that cocktail bar? Would they have walked away and said, oh, hey, we don't need a positive review from some guy who's only famous and thinks he has reach because his brother's a really famous quarterback. Like, yeah. save your reviews for some positive reviews for somewhere else. So, Well, I think, well, I, 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 I think that connects with the second part like the attacking him part but i do feel as if it is fair for that company or whatever it is, the, the restaurant to come back at him posting a really negative review on tiktok just because he was obviously i'm, I'm assuming he tried to get in with a large party but, but, but this is this is the issue we don't know do we 
So it's very easy for them. Like I don't, I've not seen the video. I don't know what he said exactly happened. But yes, the story being told that oh he just couldn't get in because there were too many people. But we don't know the intimate details of what happened. And maybe he was just really annoyed or felt mistreated or felt that people were rude to him. And whilst it's not in my personality to go and post something about it on social media when I'm unhappy, I'd be more likely to just throw a brick through the window of the place. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the classic, we don't know, the classic Hewitt repost. Yeah, we don't know what is that, happened. So it, is that why that is that is that why that empanada place burnt down in Paris? You can got we a bad please delivery? get you to say? Can we please get you to say empanada? But yes, that is uh, no. They the empanada place was lost to to the community. But no, the but look, I, I that's the thing. It's I always I feel. He's probably just being an asshole. His history would tell us he kind of is an asshole. He does seem very entitled. He doesn't seem to make smart decisions. So that would lead me to believe that he is in the wrong. But there is the possibility here that he was genuinely poorly treated or mistreated in this cocktail bar and just went on a rant about it because that's what he does. And they're they're taking advantage of the fact that he has made missteps in the past. Uh, your, say, cynicism, oh. your cynicism shining through. But at, but at the same it's time, cyn- if, it, if, if he had a bad experience that wasn't a valid bad experience and trashed them and then they get... Because I think the other thing was, as soon as that happened, they had about 100 new reviews on Google, all zero and one stars that just brought down their business. Like That's not fair uh, in a way that he just has this pull that even if it's correct or incorrect whatever he says just instantly destroys whatever he's talking about does it matter does it matter it i mean me. this I, I look at some... google review all the time if i see something under well, 4.7 you... i don't go see i look at reviews when i'm ordering food online like when i'm using uber eats or deliveroo this is no sponsorship no free free uh spawn like ad reads on here but I am using one of the major food delivery apps. I do, and I haven't been to the restaurant or eaten there before. Then I do look. I want a sizable number of reviews, and I want a rating of, I would say, above 4.5. I'm willing to try it. But going to a bar, I'm not looking at Google I'm looking at reviews. I'm looking at Google pricing reviews. over Google ad reviews. I'm not even looking. I want to go to a sports bar. I look for sports bars in the area, and... Oh, I'm one. looking. Look at the I'm looking at their Instagram looks... and looking at their most popular pictures. You can tell a lot from those pictures. Oh, I'm I'm not, I'm not saying that pricing <laughs> is like number one for me, but I agree with you. Like, if there is a sports bar in the area, as long as it doesn't look like it's been like shot up, I'm gonna go in it. Maybe maybe I want it to be shot and up. See, maybe that's want... why my that's my my approach of throwing a brick through the window is more efficient because I throw a brick through the window. You see that? You don't go in. Don't need a phone. <laughs> I'm coming back for you. Brick a week. Repair the window, brick again. But no, I mean, who knows? I I think in the end, they both look bad. I'll put it this way. I don't like him. He seems like an idiot. And I wouldn't go to that cocktail bar now. Wow. I mean, the cocktail bar is going to get more people going to it. Well, the put it this way, if I, if I ever find myself in Kansas City, I don't think the word cocktail bar is going to cross my mind. But, you know... (laughs) Look, he's going to continue to get followers. He's going to continue to get exposure because of this. And the bar's going to get exposure, whether it's good or bad. And more people will go because of it. And can we also just say, seeing as we review food, 
if he wants to come on and be part of the soup juice spinoff and just give us a weekly review on establishments in Kansas city, more than welcome to have him. That'd be great. <laughs> we yeah. have no idea what he's talking about or I've ever been to, nor will go. <laughs> okay. And we'll just trash Lawrence Taylor on this podcast every week too. I don't mind. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow it down a little bit. <laughs> greatest, greatest linebacker in history. Let's slow that roll. Yeah, but have you, did you ever have one of the cocktails he made? Undrinkable. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we can get into our NFL because that's a pretty good segue from Jackson Mahomes to Patrick Mahomes, who has a great matchup against Justin Herbert on Thursday uh, night. I think before we get into our picks, I think we have to address a major elephant in the room for virtually all of the sports world at the moment, which no. is... Can't, can we just skip this? <laughs> Well, we can't make predictions for this weekend. Pretty heavy. I mean, look, yes, I would love it, Frank, if talking COVID was behind us. Did you say Uh, caulking COVID? (laughs) We're going to caulk it up. I'm sorry, you didn't say that. I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast is going to think that that's what I said. (laughs) But, you know, we can't ignore, we can't talk what's going on in the world of sport in a week where. Every sport that I follow is being affected. There are postponements to Premier League matches. Four. The, the already likely to be more. You have the Brentford managers asking for all Premier League matches to be suspended, all League Cup matches to be suspended until we are past this. In cricket, we had Cummins, the new capital. There, you, I mean, do you want to mishear me on that one, Frank? <laughs> Pat Cummins, the new Australian captain who has missed the second test, his second test as captain because he tested positive for COVID not long before the match. Uh, the West Indies are on the tour, uh, tour of Pakistan in cricket. They are having to field an incredibly weak side because they have multiple positive COVID tests in addition to other players being missing through other injuries. You have, obviously, in the NBA, there have been games, the Chicago Bulls games have been postponed because they were missing basically their entire team. But in addition to that, you have multiple teams being severely affected by positive tests. And then now in the NFL, you have a weekend. I mean, I think that it's now over 100 players, actual players have tested positive for COVID this week. That's not even including staff. The NFL is then, in response to this, has said that they will not postpone or delay any games at the moment. This is in spite of the fact that Cleveland Browns now have 20 players from their uh, 53-man roster have tested positive, including their first their first two-choice quarterbacks, including over half of their starting 22 players on offense and defense based on their depth chart. I mean, Nick Mullins looks likely to be starting an NFL game this weekend, something I think even... Nick Mullins' family wouldn't have imagined the beginning of this NFL season. And then on top of it, they're then changing, they're discussing changing other protocols in, if we speak specifically about the NFL, they're requiring, I think, by the middle of this month that all staff have to have the booster shot. They're going back to wearing masks, Zoom-only team meetings, masks all the time. No in-person meals. (laughs) no in-person meals, just pick up meals. And they then are then discussing the possibility of allowing vaccinated asymptomatic players to play games, even if they are testing positive. 
which is an interesting development. Wow, that is interesting. I mean, pretty depressing five minutes of conversation there already, thank you. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, the Premier League, the, apparently more clubs now. So obviously the Brentford manager came out and was the first person to say like it needs the break over Christmas. But I think more Premier League clubs now are pushing for like a basically a two-week suspension. Um, in the UK as well, a lot of things are being rolled back. So who knows, maybe like attendance at horse racing is now subject to like passports and a lot of the attendances are now going to suffer because of it. And well, yeah, you say who knows, that is known. You do need. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You who said knows, who knows. Like, who knows like how, how much further it'll yeah. go from but this. You do yeah. need a, you do need the health pass to attend horse racing. That, no, that wasn't speculation. That wasn't Just, speculation. Yeah. That is happening. <laughs> that is a clear rule. Please turn up with a negative PCR test in your tell passport. Yes. If you're attending games in the UK, please. Thank you. Yes. Um, I mean, the issue the, the yeah. issue is going to be, too, is once holiday hits, it's going to get worse because everyone's going to get together and it's going to ramp up even more. So if this is what it looks like now, post-Christmas, the numbers will be even higher. The thing they need to address, particularly in the NFL, because you're getting to the crunch time of the NFL season, to a certain extent, it's an easier decision for the NBA or the Premier League to put a gap in now. Now is, for example, although the you know the Boxing Day, New Year's Day, New Year's Day fixtures are sort of staples of the calendar and very popular, you are at a period of the season where having a break is not the worst thing. It's kind of easy to fit that in and then just put more midweek games later. From the NFL's perspective, it's obviously difficult because you're getting towards the back end of the season. But more to the point, they need to be super careful because, for example, they are saying right now the Cleveland Browns are going to have to play this game on Saturday with, I mean, who knows who's going to be lining up for them. If next week they then decide, oh, hold on a second, things have got too serious, we're going to postpone games, and the Cleveland Browns have then lost this Saturday with a bunch of scrubs playing and have cost themselves their playoff chances in the process, you're going to have some very annoyed people associated with the Cleveland Browns that somehow, and then the question becomes, oh, would you have only introduced or changed the rules if it was for certain franchises? And it's very easy to force the Cleveland Browns to play a game, but you wouldn't have done the same thing to say the New England Patriots or teams that might hold more sway within the owners groups or directly with Roger Goodell or just in terms of popularity in the league. And I think that's they need to make a decision before this week that they are going to stick with until this end of this season. So if they say there are no postponements and and no cancellations of games, then I when it gets to the Super Bowl and some team has 53 positive tests for the Saturday before the Super Bowl, they have to make them sign all new players and play the Super Bowl. But it's easier to do the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. But you can't, you can't pick and choose because you can't ruin one team season because the, the comeback from the Cleveland Browns is we might have been in the Super Bowl if you hadn't ruined our season by making us play a game. So how come you're not going to ruin some other team's season by making them play the game? Like, why does our game, why is our season not as important? Why is our game not as important? So whatever decision you make now, you stick to. So if they're I've saying... I've got no problem with not, that. I've got no problem with that unless it drastically changes, right? Unless obviously it gets to a point where like half a million people a day and you just have it's to It's going to get worse. Right? It's it's going so, to get worse. There, if this is the start 
and then you're going into holiday where everyone's going to get together with everyone and everyone has stopped caring for the most part in America. I mean, you go out and you see it like no one wears masks anymore. It's like as if nothing's going on. So people are going to get together. Players are going to get together with their families and then they're going to come back onto their their campuses or whatever. And it's it's going to spread the weeks. at If this is what it is now, would you say, Eddie, 30 tested positive already? No, a hundred this week, which probably 100. means hundred players. Probably yes, probably double. Which, prob- which this, that's reported too. So there's obviously there's a little bit of latency in that to a degree. So that probably means that we're looking at 150 players are currently and, positive yeah. with COVID. Which means probably. in in two or three weeks that could number could be three four hundred, and that is significant portions of teams. I do agree so with either, you though, that. E- Either you just pop, pop I, I don't know what you do because either you ride it out and just say fuck it and ride it out, or you put a pause. But you're gonna have to pause until at least the second, third week of January before things might start to calm down. Maybe, but you have to. You can. You have can, to commit early. You can't <laughs> sacrifice the Cleveland Browns to to f- cross your fingers and hope things get better. Well, the Steelers were sacrificed last time, weren't they? Sort of. Yeah, but they suck. I mean, the Steelers <laughs> no, weren't sacrificed. You're, you're right. The Steelers yeah. weren't sacrificed last time. The Steelers last time were un- the unfortunate victims of the teams that were testing positive. were playing both times playing against them. And so the postponements made their schedule more congestion than it otherwise would have been. I think as a team, you kind of have to accept that. You have to accept, like, look, that's we're going to have the Super Bowl date is fixed. I mean, you. And so there's a risk that you have to play, you know, a game on a on a Saturday, a game on a Wednesday, and a game on a Saturday. There's nothing we can do about that. And how you manage, if we give you an expanded roster size and we'll help you to get there, but how you manage that, that's over to you. But the thing is, you're not, these teams are not being in a position, the Cleveland Browns don't have a, they don't have a lot of options available to them. They're going to, they're missing their two starting quarterbacks. I mean, I guess... I mean, and their coach and everything. And I mean, it's, 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 it's not even just players. I mean, their special teams coach is going to be the head coach. He hasn't even Look, been at I practice think, all week. <laughs> but the, the coach thing is ridiculous. The coach is such an easy fix. Just let the guy be on the phone. Like, I know. We've, this is we've, just the I've NFL. I've talked about this with n- n- multiple people. It's the dumbest thing ever. This is the NFL being stupid. Just let the guy be on the phone calling plays. Like, okay, you, you could argue still that's a blow because he doesn't get to talk to players. Like, he's not going to be able to interact with the players and give a motivational talk or kind of go and pat the guy on the back at the right moment. He won't be able to do that. But in terms of actually play calling, why can't the guy just be on a phone? If you want to have it be an observed so he can only see certain camera angles or whatever, go and have an NFL official sit with him and yeah. make sure that there's no kind of additional no, no, advantage no. that he's... I, I like the idea that they get they hire like a 17-year-old intern to wear the jockey cam or the GoPro, and he can only watch that kid on the sideline and be like, run up the sideline, kid. Run up the sideline. He's like the 17-year-old kid running up towards like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I like that idea. He's got like a surrogate intern that can <laughs> that can be him. I like that. Like Arrested Development style. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like there's... There... There you be, but there are actually like real solutions to this, which is you give him whichever sideline view that gives him the view of the whole field, and he gets to just have that, and he can make his calls. And I don't understand why a head coach, oh, you can't be at the game, therefore you cannot be involved. He's not being suspended. Yeah. 
That's dumb. He's just like, you know, the technology is available for you for Nick for Stefanski to be able to be involved in the game on Saturday. Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. So I so mean, what's the solution then? I, I I think the game on Saturday has to be postponed. And then that that's that becomes the precedent, right? Because like you say, indecision or lack of kind of sticking with the decision breeds that subjectivity of like, well, if it happened to them, why not us? Then you start thinking about like franchise pull, franchise power. So I agree what they do with the Browns right now has to be the way they continue. Like I agree. If if this gets worse and this is just the beginning, then I think it's it's gonna be hard to start making up six, seven games a week. And I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm not saying that's not the right thing to do. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. I'm just saying from a standpoint, it's going to get really shitty for some teams like the Browns who maybe they get postponed this week. But now what's to say the rest of the players who are exposed to these other players, they don't test positive next week and then they have to postpone again. It, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a nightmare. Like it's, I don't know. Like I don't think there is well, a good solution. I mean, that's unlikely. The, the situation you're describing there is kind of unlikely, assuming players with the vaccination rates within the NFL that they have, because it's not like you're going to... Baker Mayfield is not going to catch COVID seven times now between the end of the season, right? Like, so, no. To a, so, so to a certain extent, individual teams will probably face a crisis for a week or two. Now, yes, you might have bad luck that your crisis is one week and then you play a team one week who's having their crisis and there are and that's what happened to the Steelers last year right and that kind of screwed the Steelers so that might happen but it's not as if in to a certain extent you could say for the Browns maybe this is the best thing possible because having all of this now that might give them this initial uh, additional not to become start to say getting COVID is better than being vaccinated and get into these all these right-wing debates but it does mean that it they might get some players testing positive out of the way for the remainder of the season, perhaps. And no, but you know what I mean? Like I do. You could play a tactic. If if you've got an outbreak in your team, you might as well give it to everyone. (laughs) Just make your players make out with each other. They could just have a big COVID party. Like when you have chicken Group make out session, guys. (laughs) It's like everybody, everybody get on it. Everybody make out. You just got to breathe on each other really hard. You know, there's 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 hundreds of millions of dollars. Spit in his mouth. Spit in his (laughs) mouth. (laughs) This is a weird training session, coach. (laughs) But... Hundreds of millions of dollars are on the line. People's win bonuses, bonuses, left, right, and center. If there is an outbreak like the Browns now, I'd probably say hope for the postponement gave everyone COVID. I don't know if I would say that. Then you're covered. Because <laughs> obviously, too, there are actual risks to getting COVID. No, there right? are none. There are none. <laughs> it's so, a myth. It's, it's a myth, Eddie. And, and we've seen athletes who have had long-term, you know, like the risk obviously is that none of, I think we saw with Lamar Jackson, He's had moments where he's yeah. taken COVID, and I think he's not really properly recovered. You can hurt your ankle because of COVID. Or you could become <laughs> terrible like Cam Newton. Like, we all know these things happen. <laughs> yeah. No, but genuinely, we know you don't believe in COVID anyway, so this is, uh, you probably don't know what we've been saying. I look forward to it. Are you going to have, like, a public retraction next week on this one? Like, I won't <laughs> no, be this no, no need to retract <laughs> truthful statements. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you. You know, um, I, I just hope it burns out quick. 
I mean, it's it's obvious it's spreading. The new variant is is like a super spreader, but hopefully it burns itself out pretty quick. That would be a best case scenario where you have two shitty weeks. If this lingers for six, seven weeks, then it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and look, the other thing you have to do too, if you're the NFL, if you're going to force games to go ahead, then maybe you have to make other hard choices, which is no fans in stadiums. Because you can't say we're going to continue with gut, but we're going to have massive fan player interactions. We're going to do all these other. So that's true. You have to make a sensible decision on some level. You can't just close your eyes and kind of plug your ears and pretend that this isn't happening and we're just going to keep going. Well, I think the NBA said, right, that they're going to go down to half attendance. They're thinking about that. I thought I could have sworn I read that somewhere, that they're going to start limiting attendance. In the NBA, I hadn't seen that, but I, I mean, the NBA makes sense because also yeah. the players are relatively close to the and the venues the are generally speaking much smaller and enclosed, so obviously that's mm-hmm. bad. But I, yeah, I, I think it would be pretty hypocritical to say like players' safety is our number one priority as you allow seventy thousand fans to watch the game. Like it, it just doesn't paint the right picture. So you're right; they don't have to go. To if the they're game gonna have the, t- <laughs> you can sell your ticket. I can. I can <laughs> I can watch it on a jockey cam. We <laughs> just have a load of random people just running around. Yeah, but obviously it's kind of it's going to mess up most things, which is a shame, really, because you know, looking at the Premier League, Boxing Day, obviously good. There's a lot of sport that happens over um, kind of the UK holiday time, so it'll be a shame if a lot of it starts to get cancelled or a lot of it gets changed. But and, and I the guess... Premier League's made the Premier League's made its decision, right? They they were saying that they weren't going to postpone games. They got to a point. I mean, Leicester were close to having to field. I think Leicester's was, first, their first five, first five sort of center backs in their depth chart pecking order, whatever you want to call it, were all missing, either through other injuries or as a result of COVID. The the lineups that you were going to see put out for teams were going to turn into a joke, and it's going to be the same in the NFL. Do people? The other thing the NFL wants to question and ask itself, do we want to watch a game? Do they really want people to watch the Raiders play the Browns where I don't know who's playing for either team? There might be the Browns. I mean, oh, Eddie, you know Nick Mullins. <laughs> Look, I actually, here's the thing is, from the Browns, from the quarterback perspective, I don't know how much that matters to them because Baker Mayfield's injured anyway, and I actually don't know if Nick Mullins is that much worse than an injured Baker Mayfield. And with Chubb being back and the fact that they are a run-first team anyway, part of me doesn't think, and look, they also had Stefanski missing for a playoff game last year, and they blew out the Steelers in the playoff game. So I don't know if Stefanski missing is that big of an issue for them. You know, anyway, I... But they're missing... So do we not pick this week? Do we not make our picks? at the moment. But at the oh, moment, I got a line for every game when I recorded the, it, so we did get a line. There's a line at the moment on the Browns game. There was I saw line. it's plus three now for the Browns, but oh really? It's it's, it's well, yeah. Point, you can listen to what 5. I got them. You can listen to what no, I. No, got. no, no, no. We can't. We can't take the line. <laughs> no, we can't because that was probably right before Keenum tested positive because that just got released. I think yeah. this hour that uh, I took it. I took Mullins. it. I took it. What? Five hours ago? Oh, then no. That was way so before the, 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 the Browns are plus 3.5 right now. And I'm Is not that the only game. game we're changing, though? No, because the there's other games with COVID players, though. No, but but we take the lines 
now. But we're not taking okay. a five-hour-old line where they're No, doomed. absolutely not. <laughs> Let's take last week's line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We may as well. The Browns were favorites when this line opened. Well, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, some of us, just to say, some of us may or may not have week-long bets that end with the Cleveland Browns. That's not looking <laughs> great. Oh, no. I guess. Oh, is that why you're so animated? <laughs> No, I don't care. I honestly no, don't Oh, we get it. it. We get no, 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 it. It's no, for no, the best. No, no. <laughs> Cancel the game. No, Pay out bets. Pay out all bets. Avoid it. <laughs> Pay out all money I've lost on the Cleveland Browns this year. <laughs> but no, I that's that's genuinely not the reason. And and I just and look, if, for me, I will say, and for people in Europe, I think this is an even bigger disappointment because the Saturday games if you're a European NFL fan, it's a nice addition because it's a 10.30 kickoff for me on a Saturday. It's a very watchable time. You get to watch the Saturday game and even the late game at 2.30. It's a Saturday night at least. So for someone in a different time zone, losing one of these Saturday games is a massive blow. We'll get into it then, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess before we then get into this week's picks, it's worth going over last week's picks, of course. which was a good week for all of us after some shaky, a shaky period, let's say maybe a shaky month. I think Thanksgiving until now for all of us had been not terrible, but not great. Oh, I think I've we've been all flying. I think you've been flying relative to us. So you've, you know, like a couple of your weeks, yes, you had 10 and 4. You were 10 and 4 last week in both of them. But the week before that, Sam, you were 6 and 9 and 5 and 10. Ignore you're not flying. Week I, was, I was cooking it. You're, not, you're like when you go to the bar and the, and the person looks attractive because of the group they're with. <laughs> that's, that's how you were. No, it's like you're winning a race. But Frank and I have just had both of our legs amputated. You know, it's like you, you've run Sorry a, to hear that. You've and, run and you're a still barely winning. <laughs> you've run a 27 second 100 meter dash. You don't get to claim to be the best sprinter in the world. But anyway, overall, still for the season, we're all doing very well. But yeah, this week, very good on all fronts. So, Sam, seeing as you're so happy with how you're doing, you were 10 and 4 money line, 9 and 5 against the spread. Frank, you were 10 and 4 money line. And once again, you managed to do this amazing thing where your against the spread was better than your money line picks. So 10 and 4 money line, 11 and 3. Yeah, coming back, Sam. <laughs> uh, and I was 13 and 1 money line and 11 and 3 against the spread. I'm very disappointed. I was spoke 13 and 0. too soon when you, you said you were undefeated on your money line picks. Spoke yeah. too soon. I mean, I, I mean I didn't speak too soon. I said I was undefeated. I said it all depended the perfect week was going to depend on the Cardinals and the Cardinals let me down. But and that was dis- I will say I don't know if they were, but um, but but yeah, no, I mean that's just disappointing. No, we've yet I think we've had a thirteen and one before money line, so just a shame wasn't able to round off that fourteen and oh. So yeah, a disappointing week for me to have not rounded it off and, and had the perfect but but still for all of us, 
recovered. We've all pushed ourselves to well above 500 against the spread, which I think that's the the fact that all of us will be in a situation, well, are in a situation right now where if you had just bet an equal amount of money on all of our picks against the spread, you would have made money. I think that's actually a remarkable statement. Yeah. And again, that's every game. You know, it's not like we're saying pick our few best for the week. It's like pick the games that you don't want to pick and you're still making a pick. (laughs) You say this, Frank, but then every week you come on and say, I don't understand it. I went, you know... 11 and five against the spread. But then in my, in my (laughs) actual bet where I had to pick eight of them, I went three and five. So I don't always know if isolating your best bets necessarily means to a better performance. Maybe. So I do think that is a secondary challenge. I don't know if it would necessarily bump our numbers up, but in terms of portraying our overall feel for the league, it shows that we're all pretty good. For anyone wondering what those uh, that weird creaky noises that you'll be hearing in the background, that's because I think I found out when I'm getting Frank for his birthday, which is, I guess, some WD-40 or something to stick on that chair. I don't. Uh, know. I thought you were going to get me a nice new office chair. <laughs> That'd be a better gift. Well, well I mean, see, Eddie, overall, practical versus surprise, like we talked about. It's practical well, I, for the WD-40, but the office chair would be a surprise. More, exactly. I mean, overall we got to get you a new microphone, a new chair. <laughs> You're just going to upgrade your <laughs> studio situation. <laughs> Can you just rent me a studio? That would be the most practical. Oh, that, that would no, be I mean, a surprise. <laughs> this it's is literally t- you just need two items, a chair and a better and a different microphone. That's it. That's a lot easier than a sound studio. But anyway, should we start our Sam. picks? Should we go? Do you want to take us on to our perhaps difficult to make picks this week? Yeah. And I will say, I know, Frank, you have the line, uh, Sam, you do have the lines pre-written down. But because of the COVID situation that we mentioned, I will be looking at the live lines. If there is a discrepancy, we will update to what they currently are on the official sponsor of the Big Chill Podcast, Bet365. When you say a discrepancy, even if it's like half a point? Or are you talking discrepancy as in like two to three point Any change? Any difference between the Any number difference. you have written. Any difference. Yeah. Any okay. difference between the number you wrote down five and a half hours ago. Because it could just be one player is out or there's a possibility that someone's out. And I'd rather, why not make the most accurate prediction now? Okay. Then. All right. Let's go for Let's... it. Okay. Uh, AFC West Divisional Up, Chiefs Chargers. And the Chiefs are three-point favorites. Correct. Happy with that? It's it's the it is the line right Feeling now. Feeling generous. Feeling generous. I think with it's the three the, points. In some respects, it is the only game that we can make a selection for with any confidence that we know what the situation is going to be. Yeah. And it is the only game that our listeners will not hear our selection for until after the game has happened. <laughs> so it is a wonderful situation to be in. Yeah. I'll be quick. Although the Chargers did look good last week and Herbert played particularly well, a couple of those touchdown throws were, particularly that 65-yarder, I mean, his arm, when things are working for him, his arm is just incredible. I don't think there are many people, you know, other players in the NFL who can compete with him on an arm strength and pure talent basis. But the Chiefs feel like they're starting to find a little bit of their rhythm back on offense. 
And so I'm going to take the Chiefs to win and to cover the spread. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm with you. Look, the Chargers look good last time out, but it was the Giants. Um, you, you mentioned the offense for the Chiefs is getting kind of better. They're starting to tick more. But you know what? It's the, it's the defense has kind of helped them in the early stages of this six-game winning streak. And when you look at some of the stats, like they've only conceded, what, 10 point. I think it's about 10 to 11 points a game in that six and they've had like 16 takeaways even if the offense doesn't take i think the defense will win it for them here so yeah i'm going chiefs and cover this is particularly tough my two favorite quarterbacks in the nfl in herbert and mahomes it's fun to be able to see them in one game and hopefully i you get to see the shootout i'd prefer to see the shootout than the chiefs defense play well i like to see you know a classic back and forth Two minutes left, Mahomes drives down the field, scores the game winner, but then Herbert's got 45 seconds and drives back down and wins it. You know, something cool like that. Chiefs are 0-3 against the spread against the Chargers in our last three. They don't play particularly well against the Chargers. Having said that, I think the Chiefs have stepped into an back into their fifth year, and I will take the Chiefs to win and to cover. Before we move on. There has been talk that this could be in the future, whilst it's starting to and could continue to be a big quarterback rivalry between Mahomes and Herbert because they're in the same division. They're both relatively young. There's the potential that they're going to be signed to, well, Mahomes is, but that Herbert could be signed to a super long-term deal. They could play each other 25 more times. Having said that, Bill Barnwell, they play twice a year, so 12 more years. You could see that. It's feasible. Yeah, maybe. It's, yeah, it's feasible. Because Mahomes is what, on a 10-year deal now from last year? Is that what that was? And maybe playoffs. <laughs> I think two, it was Two 10. years ago, yeah. Yeah. So he Bill Barnwell Super Bowl. did an article about the best quarterback rivalry matchups of all time. I'm not going to go in because he did this crazy detailed list. What do you think the highest amount teams have uh, two quarterbacks have faced each other is 23 times? Do you want to take a guess at what who those two quarterbacks were? I will give you the hint is that one is still in the NFL and is still a starter. Um, Brady Manning? Brady Manning no, is like fifth on the list. Man. They played each other, I can tell you. Sorry, they are actually eighth on the list. Played each other 17 times. Um, I'm going to guess it's Roethlisberger yeah. is one of them. It is not. Roethlisberger Ooh. Flacco was number three. They played each other 19 times. So someone's still playing. Rogers. Not Rodgers. You guys are in, a, in the right scheme of, of mindset here where you want to pick someone who's old but has been on the same team arguably their entire career. Well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're saying they played each someone 23 times. So even if they're playing twice, they have to have 10 years of NFL experience to have a chance at that yeah. number. But on the same team, too, because if they start changing teams, there's a chance they're not going to play that player as often. Sure. Russell Wilson? Nope. Do you want me to give you the division? 
that they played in? No. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> That'd be too easy. Okay. Is it Tom Brady? No. Only because I don't think anyone else in the AFC East ever had a quarterback last long enough. <laughs> no, that would have, yeah, I mean, that would have been the big issue, but you, yeah. Uh, okay, can I ask you if it is a certain division? Yep, go ahead. Is it the NFC East? No. See, no, I don't think it's right because I'm just trying to go through divisions and obviously I'm starting to think of like the Colts, someone like, Tannehill or something like that, but I don't... Is it Jameis Winston? No. He is not one of them. Is it Cam Newton? No. All right, I I, I give up. You, you are getting close. You're in the right division. Oh, it's Matt Ryan. Versus who? Uh, Drew Brees. Exactly. Matt Ryan versus Drew Brees is the longest gamed QB rivalry. Nice. And not not a very exciting one. Pretty lopsided. Yeah, most of the time, most seasons, apart from maybe two or three, pretty one-sided way traffic. 14 to 9, Brees versus Ryan. That's closer than I was. Yeah, not as lopsided as I thought. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, next line. What is it, Eddie? And then I'll tell did, you what I had. Well, hold on. Did I thought did Frank, Frank pick his? I thought he I don't think the, Frank. I thought he picked the Chiefs, didn't he? Yeah, Chiefs. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So I'll tell you what. I had the line as the Raiders won. Right, and this line opened, I think, as the Browns three, originally three or four point favorites. I think it's three and a half point favorites. I believe when this line opened on Sunday night slash Monday, depending on where you were. Um, two minutes ago, we discussed when we were off air the need for us to take live lines. The line was the Raiders minus 3.5. The line is now the Raiders minus 4.5. So we're taking 4.5. Wow. Yes. I kind of just feel yeah. like I, I kind of just feel like I have to take the Raiders. Like I. I mean, I might be playing for the Raiders, so weigh that up. I mean, for the <laughs> Raiders or Browns. Oh, if you're. The Browns. Oh, Eddie. And Eddie, I mean, you missed, considering Eddie, how you missed good his, you are uh, at picking up sport, I might pick the Browns if you're playing. You missed the sound bites. He said he's got to feel he's just got to oh. go with the Raiders. Wow. <laughs> Next I'm time, sure he'll say it again. Of other opportunities. Yeah. I'll be quick. I'm with Sam. I, I would have taken on a healthy teams. Yeah, take the Browns. But, you know, you've got Mayfield, Landry, Wyatt Teller. They're all their starters. That's the big thing. It's starters that they're missing. So they're going to be depleted. I'll go with the Raiders. Part of me is to make is leaning towards making some tactical pick. And I think I'm going to do it. That the NFL, in an attempt to avoid postponements, is going to allow asymptomatic players to play in games if they are vaccinated. And so I am going to take the risk that between now and Saturday afternoon, they put this in place and then a bunch of these Browns players are going to be able to come back because they meet that criteria. Risky. So I'm going to take the Browns plus four and a half and the Browns to win the game. Okay. I do not love it as a pick. If the players are not back, I think this could be an absolute landslide because I have no idea who's going to be playing for them. 
but if this is a calculated risk on my part that might backfire epically. All right. Um, Patriots at the Colts, and the Colts are two and a half point favorites. Um, I, I, I don't mind going first. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots and to win this one. I don't know of any COVID stuff. The line to me feels about right. If anything, I, I, I probably was a bit more surprised that the Colts were coming up as favorites if they were, probably because they're the home team. But for me, when you look at the Patriots in this seven-game stretch that they're on, the defense just looks really good. I mean, they've only allowed 73 points. They've had 18 takeaways. And when I look at the Colts, I just think, right, if they don't establish anything with Taylor, they lose. Uh, the stats are like if Taylor has more than 100 yards a game, they're 7-0. and If he has less than 100 yards a game, they're 0-6. So it literally, if the Patriots can stop the run of Taylor, I I hate no, stats but it, like that. that's I, that's I, telling, no 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 right? no I hate it I hate no 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 I I fucking hate it I hate it when I'll be watching a game I'll be, I'll be I'll be watching a game on ESPN and or you know you'll be watching Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football and, and you get ah the key to this game is Cam Newton playing well could Cam Newton throws for over three hundred and fifty yards the Panthers have never lost a game. Well, whoop de fucking do. You're telling me if one of their star players plays really well, they tend to win games. When the star player plays badly, they tend not to win. I could make that. When Cristiano Ronaldo scores hat tricks, Portugal have never lost. It's oh, like, come on. That's not. That's not. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with you, but I want to hear the stat again. How outrageous of a number was it that you put out, Sam? Uh, so when Jonathan Taylor runs for a hun- over 100 yards, they're that, seven. And that's zero. not terrible. I I, I, I I can go both ways on that. I can go both ways. It's it's not an inconceivable, you know, like maybe now in today's NFL, 100 is high for a running back. But it's not like saying if he runs for 200, they're going to win. But I do agree that those things get overstated a little bit. If a running back has a great day, they're going to win the game. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, fine, fine. But uh, I'm going for the Patriots. All right, I'll I'll be Well the other reason why the stat is meaningless. No 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 just before you move on because when you then look through his performances, he is feast or famine. So for example, his under 100 yard performances are 56, 51, 64, 53, 70 and 83. So when you're setting the bar at 100, he is significantly under 100 in most of those. Then when you say over 100, okay, he's got a 103 and a 107, but then it starts 116, 145, 143, 172, 185. So you could you could have just as easily had that stat be over under 100. You could have had it been over under 70, and it probably would have been one game difference. You could have done over under 150, and it probably would have been two games difference. So like it's picking a number that sounds okay but when you look into the what the number means it is i don't this isn't i, I know you didn't come up with it. <laughs> i mean sam <laughs> all it tells me shit all stat, it tells sam. me get out of here it's all it tells me is patriots stop the run <laughs> game they win the game i think they're good enough to do it with their defense that's what i'm going for and i i don't mean to, to like pick on you cuz like but honestly you hear stats like that almost every game where You'll have Collingsworth or someone trying it, and they try and make it sound as if it's meaningful. Of like, 
well, you know, this year when when a quarterback throws for under over 300 yards and no interceptions, they've yet to lose. And what do you know? Fourth quarter, and he's got 302 yards and no interceptions. It's like you're, you're just telling us if they play well, they tend to win. It's not interesting. Well, I'll keep mine relatively short, and I won't give any stats. I'll just be anecdotal. At dinner yesterday, my dad told me I continue to make the same dumb picks based off of my heart every week and one of them being betting against the Patriots every week and it's burning me every week so at this point I can only burn myself for three more weeks and I've got to be right hopefully eventually so I'm gonna go with the Colts to win and the Colts to cover it pleases me no end that this podcast has at least allowed you to have a continued relationship with your father where he can accuse you of being dumb I think that's uh we're doing we're doing god's work sam but i'm gonna pick the i'm gonna pick the colts and i'm not in frank's camp i don't think the patriots are bad i think this is very much a toss-up but i think this is a i think the patriots are the better team significantly better team i think this is a really bad matchup for them because this is two teams that kind of want to grind it out but i think that with how good the colts running game is and also their ability to have a little bit of a more explosive pass game. I just, I can't see, whoever gets into the lead in this game is probably winning. Great stuff. Again, sounds stupid, but just because, I know, thank you. And I guess this one will be Mac Jones versus Carson Wentz, so a little a little less prestigious than the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, QB rivalry we just talked about, but who knows, maybe down the road this could be a big one. Let's say, what do you think the over-under is on how many times they mention Brady Manning or show us clips? Of the honest over-under is probably two and a half. I'll set the... I'll set the uh, okay, I was going to set it at I take three the and over. a half. And do you take the under or the over? I'll go under. This is during the game, not pre-game, like from opening kickoff to final play of the game. Uh, Cardinals at the Lions and the Cardinals are 12 and a half point favourites um, I'll make it quick I'm going Cardinals all day long yeah I'll keep this quick Cardinals coming off a loss need a big win here got to get back into a groove Lions although they have won a game now they've lost four games by 18 plus so a blowout is definitely feasible against them and they just got blasted by Denver who's not that great of a team so I'll go to Cardinals yeah, I'll make it a clean sweep uh, and, and go Cardinals. The only thing I will say is that, uh, I mean, I'm a little concerned with how beaten up the Cardinals look at the moment. Yeah. And I think that's a real concern for them going forward. But this is a game where even if they have to rest people and backups have to come in, they should be. We already saw that they can manage that against bad teams a few weeks ago. So great matchup for them considering that they are probably feeling the effects of uh, a season that's taking its toll. Did you see the news about Hopkins today? He's going to be out for the remainder of the season and won't likely return unless they go into a deep playoff run. He's having surgery I, I on think his the, knee. I think the Cardinals are done. I think when you look at, you know, just the way Murray looks in the backfield and the hits that he's taking, I, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm going to say now, I don't think Kyler Murray will ever win a Super Bowl because I don't think he has the ability over the course of the season 
the only way I think he could ever actually win a Super Bowl is if he gets injured early on and then comes back for a playoff run. Oh, this would be but an I don't epic s- soundbite seven weeks from now. <laughs> Maybe. Look, I well, think he's a really good player. But it's not me saying that because I hate the Cardinals or anything, or I hate him as a player. It's just legitimately. No, you're right. Like we're it's seeing, true. we're gonna we're gonna see the same thing almost every year, which is first seven eight weeks of the season. Oh my god, how good are the Cardinals? And then, ooh, Kyler Murray looks a little beaten up. Like he doesn't look quite as quite himself. And then misses a couple games and comes back. And then just the things that make him so dangerous, he cannot do that for eight. You know, well, twenty three weeks. Good. Good college QBs only need to last 12 weeks. Uh, Panthers at the Bills, and the Bills are 10 and a half point favorites. Um, I I think it's panic time now for the Bills, right? They're seven and six. They've lost four of the last six. Um, but they did post some pretty good kind of offensive yardage and performance against the Bucks, But... I, I I think with the pan if Christian McCaffrey, I know you always make this rule, Eddie, but if Christian McCaffrey was playing this game, I I would have legitimately thought the Panthers would have had a good go because the one thing the Bills can't do is stop any sort of run game, and the Panthers would have had a better run game, much better run game if he was playing. But I I can't take it without that, so I'm gonna take the Bills, but I'm kind of inclined to say that the Panthers might keep it close. No, no, I, I think the Bills will cover this one. They have to win, so they'll win well. Ed, Eddie, I'll be, I'll be quick. I, I, anyway, I'm Eddie, let me go first. I've got one question for you. Is McCaffrey playing? No. Okay, Bills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that is my rule. I, I, it's a rule I like, and there's nothing about this Panthers team really to like. Uh, so I'm, I'm going Bills, Bills. I, I think... Okay. The Bills showed enough in the in the third, like the late third and fourth quarter of that Bucks game that they've not given up and that they still have that ability to have. And this is if if you could have almost chosen a team for them to play when they need to win a game, the the, the Panthers would be high on the list. So yeah. I expect them and, to win win by forty points. And if you just want to ease yourself into being a little nervous about such a high spread. All of Buffalo's wins this year are over 15 points. So if they win, they win big. And three of the last seven games, the Panthers have lost by more than 18. So two stats right there to kind of make you less nervous about a big spread like that. Also, favorites uh, favorites had a hell of a week last week as well. I think they won every game by like an average of 17 points or something like that. So favorites were covering a lot of spreads last um, last week. So I can see it happening. But... Speaking of them, uh, Cowboys at the Giants and the Cowboys are 10 and a half point favorites. Um, I watched, uh, no, I'm going to go really quickly. You might have more insight. I watched the Giants last week. I know at moments over the course of this season, I've kind of liked them and I've given a hard time to Frank for not picking them. They looked, they were a shambles last week. I mean, really awful. They look, I put them firmly in the category of teams who are on their holidays now. Like season is over. They're waiting to be done. If you could offer probably all those players to just can can we just we're gonna say you lost every remaining game thirty five ten and you don't need to play anymore we'll still pay you and you can go on holiday now I think they probably all take it so I I you know I think the Cowboys will win and cover 
Yeah, well, they literally were on holiday. They did their practices in Tucson, Arizona over the week, so <laughs> it uh, clearly showed. But Daniel Jones out again. Uh, indications now are he's likely to just sit out the rest of the season, uh, I mean, which would be the smart thing. There's no risk to bring him back to make his injury worse. You know, If anything, you're ruining your draft pick. So with that, I'll take the Cowboys to win and to cover. I would always take the Cowboys to win, but I think without Jones, they don't have a chance to even keep it close. Um, this might be a soundbite. Texans at the Jags. Curious on the spread on this one, though, if you want to check it. I've got the Jags at five points. Sam, did you did you make a pick in that game? I don't think you made a pick in the Giants-Cowboys game. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I It was really easy, so I thought I said it quickly. Uh, Cowboys win and cover for me. Okay. Um, yeah, Texans-Jags, and the Jags are five-point favorites. Now, Eddie, is that for the game or is that directly for Urban Myers? (laughs) Yeah, this is the stinker of the season. (laughs) This is a game I probably would never want to see. I want to say the rest of my life, I never want to see the Texans play the Jags. I'll say this now. If the Texans and the Jags ever play each other in a meaningful playoff game, I'll sit it out. I don't care. But I... Yeah, I mean, obviously, the the worry here to me, for to a degree, is the fact that the Jags fired Urban Meyer, and I do worry that he was obviously having such a toxic effect on that team. I mean, with the reports coming out that he had confronted all of his coaching staff and told them that he was a winner and they were losers, and to ask them to defend their resumes, quite the power move, particularly considering he must have hired almost all of them. So I like the idea of hiring people. And then when things aren't going well, like a couple months later, being like, why the hell do you even have this job? I love that. I might start doing that to people I hire. But (laughs) speaking of which, why are you two even on this podcast? But the... (laughs) But I, I think... That's my one concern here. And the Texans look so bad. I actually think because of that, as dumb as this is, I'm going to take the Jags with the points and the Jags to win. Kind of made a rule over the course of the season, two bad teams will take the underdog. I think I'm up on that approach. I've obviously lost games that way, but I've definitely picked up a few wins that way as well. And these are just two bad teams, and I don't want to see it, and I wish we didn't even have to discuss it. I'll keep it short. New coach boost. That's the only positive thing I can think about for either of these teams. Surprising fact I did see is Trevor Lawrence has thrown one touchdown pass since October. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> but he, I mean, he, he looks, I think I saw it. He looks, <laughs> he's regressing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. He looks awful. He looks awful. I mean, there's a, people are drawing parallels, right, to Peyton Manning's rookie season and whatever, the 28 interceptions I think he threw in his rookie season or whatever it was. And, okay, I, I wasn't – I was of an age where I wasn't analyzing Peyton Manning's rookie season in the moment. But when you watch him play, the picks he throws are so bad that if you weren't 
if you just told me that he was a some random backup or the picked in the fourth round of the NFL draft, there's no way you would be saying there's any future for him. Like he's showing no positives over the course of most matches, most games. And on top of it, the interceptions he throws are horrific. I mean, he threw one last week that when we were watching it only on red zone, you just thought, I don't even know what he was trying to do. He wasn't under pressure. There was no receiver in the area. He's literally just thrown it to a player on the other team. And it, I, I don't know, but he looks terrible. But yeah. Frank, continue. Why, why are we talking I mean, about this game still? <laughs> Jack's still yeah, the cover. Because I, I haven't picked yet. But yeah, he he leads. Um, he's tied league leader in interceptions. He's throwing fourteen this season. So, um, yeah, they're both pretty bad teams. But I don't know. I just think there's a little bit more ability in the Jags than the Texans. I don't even like the five, but I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take the Jags cover. Um. Jets at the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are nine and a half point favorites. I, I'm going to make this one quick, and I'll just pick the Dolphins. The Jets are terrible. so I'm going to pick the Dolphins, who it looks like they've kind of turned a corner ever since they knocked me out of the Survivor. That seemed to be... I, get, I trusted them one week. They rewarded me, and then the following week, I think my vote of confidence in them was all they needed to turn their season around, seemingly. But... I do struggle a little bit to take them as nine and a half point favorites. That worries me a little bit. That's a little bit too much for a team that were awful for most of the season. I'm going to do it, but I have a big feeling that I regret taking them minus that many points at some point on Sunday. But I, I'm pretty confident that they'll win, but nine and a half seems like a big number to me. But I'll, I'll take them to win in the cover. Yeah, I'll take the Dolphins to win. The Jets are the... Worst in the league, three and ten against the spread this season, so that should put you a little bit at ease, I guess. The only worry for me is they played, I think, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and they only beat the Jets by a touchdown, so that was only seven. I think the Dolphins are a little better now than they were when they played them the first time, so I'll take them to cover more for the fact that the Jets are just bad at this point. Titans at the Steelers, and the Titans are one point favorites. I don't know if you want to check that line, but. Just so you know, Sam, I'm I'm checking all the okay. lines. Okay, so would so uh, Titans are one point favorite. But no, so. yeah, I'm going to keep this simple. I'm not being fooled by the Titans' ability to beat bad teams. I still think they're just missing too many key players from their offense, and I'm going to take the Steelers to win and the Steelers plus a point. Wrong. <laughs> Don't ever take the Steelers. Yeah, they, stink. they stink. They stink. And on that, I'll take the Titans. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Titans. But it was a pretty poor performance against the Jags, even if they did shut them out. But shutting out a terrible team isn't too incredible. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. Um, I, I'm I'm hating the Steelers to be honest. When I go against them, they do well. When I <laughs> when I go with them, they do terribly. Hoping the inconsistency will work in my favor this time around. So, but yeah, I'll take the Titans and the points. Uh, Washington at the Eagles, and the Eagles are nine and a half point favorites. No, that's got to have been changed. No, the Eagles are currently nine and a half point favorites. Eagles are nine and a half still. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes why, sense. Why? That makes sense because Washington has a bunch of COVID. I thought for some reason I thought that was the other way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I mean the line was not nine yeah, and yeah. a half when it opened. I think the the Eagles were like four and a half point favorites when it opened. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'll be. I don't. I'll be quick. I'm taking the Eagles to win in the cover. Washington missing players and also Washington not that good. But again, 
even against uh, a weakened team, I do feel like this is a big spread for a team that's not that good. But I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles to win, but I'm going to take Washington to cover exactly for what you're saying. I don't think the Eagles are that good enough of a team to win double digits against a team that's probably right at their level. So even with some injuries and and COVID-related dropouts for Washington, I'll take them to cover. Yeah, I mean, look, Washington kept it close against the Cowboys, but kind of in no way should have really. It didn't really come that close. Um, But you know what? Washington are doing okay on defense at the moment. They're kind of holding teams to kind of low yardage. But offense, simply, they just can't do enough. So if the defense does well and steps up again like it has in the past four or five, nine and a half seems too much. So I'll take the Eagles to win, but I'm with Frank. I'll take Washington with the points. Uh, the Falcons at the 49ers. And the 49ers are nine and a half point favorites. A lot of nine and a half pointers. Yeah, it seems like the magic number this week. I'll, I'll be quick. I mean, I th- the Niners, all right, I'll give them the pass on the Seahawks performance a couple of weeks ago just because the Seahawks produced their best game of the performance of the season and the Niners just struggled against them and Wilson and Pete Carroll kind of have their number but they seem to be finding their form and I just think they'll run all over the Falcons so and Kittle is just operating on another level right now and uh, I mean he's allowing Jimmy G to overthrow him by you know a yard two yards at times and he's still making the catch so that's great news for Jimmy G because he overthrows people a lot. But I'll take I'll take the Niners to win and the Niners to cover. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'll take the Niners to cover uh, to win and to cover. I, I, they're they're much better than the, the Falcons to be honest. But the Falcons are a good road team, right? They're five and two this year, but they cut they just don't win consecutive games. They're inconsistent, and I I just think the Niners have got something going at the moment. So yeah, I'll take them to win and cover. Yeah, the Falcons are literally the definition of a coin flip. They're six and seven, both straight up and against the spread. Uh, but the telling fact is they're zero and four against teams that are above five hundred with a margin of defeat of twenty five points. So when they play good teams, they do poorly. And I'm starting to get swayed that the Niners are a good team. They are over five hundred, barely, but I think they are a good team. They will likely be a playoff team. So I will take the nine, uh, Niners to win and to cover. No, no, no. Frank, I want you to say it with me right now. The Niners will be in the playoffs. The Niners might be in the playoffs. So next up, one of the more interesting games, I think. We've had a lot of big spreads kind of going through it, but the Bengals at the Broncos, and the Broncos have opened up as two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I kind of like this game. I look forward to it, but... Um, I'm 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 going to go with the Bengals and to cover just because they are a good team. I kind of think they're throwing away. They've had a back-to-back missed opportunities uh, over the past couple of games. But you know what? The turnaround against the 49ers kind of late on was encouraging with Burrow. But there's kind of the interesting stat of, um, I don't know, Eddie, you can ridicule this stat. So I, I look forward to the ridicule. It's like in the games they win, they actually do really well. They only let up like 15 points, but when they lose, they lose really badly and they give up like 31 points. I I can't believe it. I can't believe. No, Sam, this one is on you. After what I said. Because, but... I can't believe after what I said. I mean... You've gone for that. 
oh, in the games they win, they do really well. In the no, games, what I'm saying is really when badly. they win, right, they Mike win Glowing. really well. And when they lose, they lose badly. But that inconsistency is interesting because there's a stat to counter that as four of their losses recently have only been by a combined 12 points. So when they lose, they lose close recently. <laughs> so all those stats out of the window, all those stats, all those stats hurt my head. So I'm going to go with the inconsistent Bengals. I have never, do you know what? I was going to take the Bengals. You've just said such a massive drivel that I'm taking, I'm taking the Broncos. Oh my God. I, I, I am just going to say right now, in season three of this podcast, the clip of what you just came out with for the last two and a half minutes was by far the most meaningless set of, set of sentences we've had. Hey, when they do well, they do they play well. When they play, when they lose, they play really badly. Apart from recently, look, in the last four maybe, games, look, maybe, maybe, lost, look, maybe I said it poorly. Well. It's just like all I'm getting at is that they're ridiculously inconsistent. That's what I'm getting at. All right, yeah. that could have been three words. I, but so look, I and I'm also worried. So I, and this must be a concern for you. And maybe this is the the Jones curse. You know, you talked to you named our future TV show Pinky Promise, and then old Sweet Lips Joe Burrow, your your favorite child, went out and injured his pinky. He did. I mean, what what an ironic twist of fate for you. But I. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Broncos. I don't think I don't ever. I think the Bengals are definitely the better team, but I just have a little bit of concerned about concerns about their a few of the injury status of some of their key players, including Burrow. So I'm, I'm taking the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one. To me, this feels uh, Eddie brings us up a lot. The classic overreaction to previous game where the Broncos played the Lions, and what did what did you say there? What? You, I, at the start, you, I, I didn't quite catch it. Said, this is something is that what did you say? This that is you bring up sound. often. Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, never mind. I feel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow, we nailed that, guys. <laughs> yeah, I tried to bring you back to it, but after missing the opportunity. Instead, you thought as if I was upset that you'd mentioned my name in your statement. But, I mean, I don't really see how the Broncos are the favorite here. To me, the Bengals are a better team. They are inconsistent. But when they put together a good game, their roster is a better roster than the Broncos for sure. So I'll take the Bengals to win here. They need to win to keep in the playoff hunt. So they'll put up hopefully a good performance. And with that, I'll take them. Um, Packers at the Ravens and the Packers are five and a half point favorites. I'll be quick. I'm all over the Packers this week. I think they're a much better team. I think this is the Ravens getting way more respect considering their recent performances in recent weeks. When you throw in the fact that Lamar Jackson might not even play, in which case this line will be, you know, I don't know, seven and a half, eight points for the Packers. So I see no way you can take the the Ravens with this line. So I'm taking Packers yeah. to win Packers. To yeah, win. I'm, I'm I'm with you on it. Interestingly enough, the 22 they scored against the Ravens, uh, against the Browns, was the most in like six games. So you look at the Ravens' previous scoring, it's 19, 16, 16, 10. So they don't put up points as well. So to only give five and a half, 
The Packers will score points here. Yeah, I mean, they'll need they'll need to yeah, score. The Packers are going to score game. points here. So the five and a half, I think, is a, well, I think we got stung on calling it a gimme a few weeks ago, but I I really think that this is a generous line for the Packers. I said uh, that the Jets were worst league worst three and ten against the spread. Packers are league best against the spread, eleven and two. So I'll just take the Packers. Uh, Seahawks at the Rams, and I'll give you another five and a half points in favor of the Rams. This one's a little bit of a concern to me because actually the Rams are having a mini outbreak when it comes to COVID. So as good as they looked on Monday against the the Cardinals, and it felt like that might have been a game where they've turned the corner and, and are back to being close to what they were at the beginning of the season. There's always a concern now, but the Seahawks are so bad. I mean, even last week in the end, they won emphatically, but for a long time, they were in an actual game against one of the league's worst teams. So, and kind of just piled on at the very last minute to, to run the score up and make it look comfortable. So, I'll take the the Rams to win and to cover. Yeah, I, I'm exactly with you. It's it's tough with all the COVID protocols. I don't know how many people are going to be out, but I'll for now take the Rams to win to cover and hope that their team isn't completely decimated by COVID. It could come back to burn me, but I'll I'll take it. Uh, yep, same as you guys. Take the Rams into cover. The Seahawks, okay, back to back wins, but. Like you say, they're in a game against the Texans, and that is nothing to cry home about. Saints at the Bucks. Bucks are eleven point favorites again. I, I, this one's pretty simple. Did you say? Did you say cry home yeah. about? Oh. Yeah, Sam always cries home. Cries he home. <laughs> just run home, home from work, just crying. And I don't know. I don't think I did, but maybe if I've said the wrong word, I think you said. I think you cry. said that's nothing, <laughs> nothing to, cry to cry home about. about. Yeah, maybe. I'm not. I'm maybe. not jumping on you in that respect. Maybe, that maybe just I'm just more... having an absolute word. What do you call it? A brain fart. I guess. <laughs> no, no. You're having. You're having like um, a stroke. PTSD of you. Of you. Just memories of leaving bars, just crying, hysterical, walking home by yourself. <laughs> oh, many, many of those. Um, yeah, Saints Bucks. Bucks are eleven point favorites. Again, keeping this quick. Uh, Whatever the Bucks had as that kind of mid-season hiccup isn't the thing anymore. They're putting up solid yardage. Offensively look really good. Defensively look pretty okay. Bills aside. And yeah, I'll take them with the 11 points. The, the concern, I keep, I feel like I repeat myself, the concern every week with the Bucks is their secondary. And, you know, Richard Sherman getting his first pick last week doesn't make me feel any better about their secondary because we can't go back in time six years and have a Richard Sherman that was actually good. So uh, it's fortunate that they're playing a game against a team this week where I don't know if their secondary will even need to get used because the Saints basically don't have a quarterback. So, I mean, Taysom Hill, that one fumble he had last week where he just, just the ball slipped out of his hand, I mean, was one of the saddest things I've seen from an NFL quarterback in quite a long time. I'm going to take the Bucks to win into cover. Yeah, uh, Saints did beat the Bucks earlier this year, but those two like completely different looking teams to they are now. The Saints only win in our last six games against the Jets. That's not very convincing. So I'll take the Bucks to win and to cover. And and actually, I think it works against the Saints here to have won the earlier game because I just think you know with Brady 
that that kind of reinforces in terms of within that team, well, let's not take them lightly. Let's not think that we can look past them and, and look ahead to future games. And you also know that Brady is not going to like the idea of losing twice to a divisional rival in the same season. So, yeah, I think this has Bucks written all over it. Last up, Kirk Cousins primetime. Vikings at the Bears. And the Vikings are four and a half point favorites. That's a good thing. Finish off the week. We're getting hit by this pandemic hard. And it's a good thing that our savior, Kirk Cousins, gets to come back around. He gets to just put some of his blood into a little bag for me, and I get to pump that IV right back into my arm. Omicron be damned. I will be fine on Monday night as the Vikings win and beat the Bears. So I'm going to take the Vikings to win. Eddie, I cannot believe you took almost the exact joke that I was going to use. (laughs) So now that you've ruined it, I will just say agree. Vikings to win to cover. Nothing to really like about this Bears team. They seem to be a little bit of a disarray. Everyone wants Nagy fired. So I, I don't, Nagy's in this really weird situation where he's trying to impress the fans to keep them on his side, but which might not be the right move for him from a coaching standpoint as who to play and what plays to run. So it's, it's a mess for Chicago. I'll take the Vikings to win to cover. Yeah, I'm with you both. The, the Bears team struggles to score. Um, and the Vikings, I think their poster boys led 458 yards of offense uh, last time out against the um, uh, Steelers. So, yeah, I think this is a good matchup for them. And, uh, yeah, I'll take the Steelers in the cover. And that concludes our picks as well. So we get the extra couple of games, which is good. So the buys have all kind of obviously stopped. So, yeah. Well, we say the buys have stopped but we might be at a point where there aren't the postponed, a full yeah. slate of games. <laughs> and we'll just have to wait and see. But, uh, all right. Well, I guess with that, boys, I'll talk to you later.